Fresh Brew to Coffee podcast is brought to you by the team of VX and Big Heads Media. On this podcast, I'll be talking about life and the many paths it takes us down as individuals and how we collectively meet as a society. Sometimes I'll be sitting down with the guests who will bring fresh perspectives that we can all learn from. My hope is to create a space for all to be vulnerable and human. With that being said, it's brewing time. friends, and welcome back to the Fresh Brew Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Dakota Patterson, Champ VX on all socials. Please make sure to follow the Instagram, and that's FBCoffeePod. Once again, that's FBCoffeePod. Friendly reminder that the Fresh Brew Coffee Podcast is available for streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and more. So whichever one you're listening to this on, I thank you. I appreciate you. I also have merch for the Fresh Brew Coffee podcast, and I will leave that link on the bottom of this episode. I hope you guys get a shirt. We have shirts, we have mugs, and we're working on more designs. So go ahead and go to the store and grab something. And also, I'm pretty sure you saw me post that last time I checked the charts on Chartable, I was ranked number 114 for philosophy podcast in France. So I just want to say a quick thank you for everyone who listens to this, everyone who shares the episodes, leaves the reviews. Those things really do matter, and I appreciate that. Now that's all out the way, make sure you guys grab your mugs because... Throughout my life, I've heard many sayings, you know, things that get you through the day, things that get you through the month, the year, your life, etc. And the one that always really stuck with me was trusting the process. You'll hear somebody tell you to trust the process when it comes to so many different things in your life. That could be coming to find a job, finding a place, finding love, finding yourself. Whatever journey you may be going down, people will tell you to trust the process. And typically what goes hand in hand when people tell you to trust the process is they mention the idea of there being a light at the end of the tunnel. So today I want to spend a little time and discuss that, discuss the idea of process and the idea of the light being at the end of the tunnel and why that is important. So let's start off with process. So in order to trust the process or to put faith into a process, there has to be a process to put faith and trust into. So I'd say that the first task to do is to identify the process. You know, what is the goal that you're working towards? Is it finding love? Is it finding yourself? Is it finding a place to live? Is it finding a job? It's important to identify the goal because once you identify the goal, that's when the process begins. So as you guys know, I've been homeless for the past three years. And when I say homeless, I mean without a home. That's not having a house, that's not having an apartment, that's not even having a room. That is not having a place of my own for the past three years. If you guys have listened to the preseason, then you heard me recording in my friend's car because I had nowhere else to record. I have recorded episodes 
episodes in his car. I've recorded episodes outside. I've recorded episodes in bathrooms. You know, it's truly been a process. Not just a process of recording episodes and getting good quality episodes out, but the process of getting a place of my own and having a place that I can call my home. Being homeless is a very traumatic thing. Everything becomes rewired. Everything that you're used to, the daily functions, you have to rewire everything because you no longer have the basic necessities. It was definitely not something that I was prepared for. It's not something that anyone can be prepared for. So the fact that I did everything that I could to prevent becoming homeless and became homeless anyways, I think that was way more traumatic for me. However, the minute I became homeless, that's when I had the goal. The goal was no longer make sure I go to work so I could pay my bills and I could pay my rent on time. The goal became I need to have a home. I need to obtain a home. And once I identified the goal, that's when the process began. In the beginning, we were sleeping in the car. It was a small black beetle. I'm six foot six. I did not even fit in the trunk, but I curled up into a ball and that's where I slept. I'd go to work. I worked at Starbucks at the time. So I'd go to work. I'd get my free drinks. I'd eat a bagel. I'd get off work. I'd get back in the car. We'll go wherever we need to go. It was, it was so strange. I remember that there was nights that were so cold that I can literally feel my toes freeze off to where I was worried that I was going to wake up with frostbite. And obviously when you're in a car, you don't have the pleasures of cooking food or warming up food. So I hadn't gotten used to eating strictly raw foods. There was so many rough times and rough days. There was days where, yeah, I just, I just wanted to lose it, but I didn't. And I didn't lose it because I trusted in the process. I believed in the goal and I believed in the goal becoming a reality. I woke up every day with a smile. I went to work every day with a smile. I left every day with a smile. I went to bed every day with a smile because I just felt that I had to embrace where I was at. I had to embrace those moments because I had to remember what it was like. So when the day comes where I have a place, I can remember those days I can truly appreciate it. You know, it's a very strange thing to say that I was honored. I felt honored to be able to be homeless. I felt honored to know what that was like. Obviously, the people who knew me and knew the situation I was in, they didn't see it as such. They looked at it as a way to shame me. They was, they was really surprised that I didn't carry that shame with me. You know, and there's many reasons why I didn't feel ashamed to be homeless. Part of the reason is because the shame wasn't mine. I went to work every day. I paid my rent on time. I paid my bills on time. I wasn't homeless because I was irresponsible. I wasn't homeless because I was terrible at spending money or managing my money. I didn't lose my place because of me. I lost my place of living because my roommate didn't pay her bills, because my roommate didn't pay her rent, and she hit notices from me. So the shame was not mine to carry. If anything, the shame should not even be on my roommate. The shame should be on the state of California who doesn't pay anybody enough to actually be able to live there. Even with that being said, I didn't feel shame because it was nothing to be ashamed of. It was a part of the process. And one thing I noticed was that the people who were judging me didn't even have their stuff together themselves. I've had people who were living at their parents' house or living with their parents 
or staying with family. You know, they didn't have their own place, but they were shaming me for sleeping in the car. And in reality, they're technically homeless too. They don't have a place of their own. They simply just had a place to stay. And so did I. I just happened to stay in the car. And you know, my memory's not too great, but I can almost recall everything that happened during the time of staying in the car. I believe that's because that's when we found out that we we're expecting a baby. And talk about terrible timing. You know, we just lost our place, we just started sleeping in the car, and then boom, we find out that we're pregnant and we're having a baby. And as alarming as that sounds and as alarming as it was, it didn't make me panic. If anything, it gave me that extra faith that extra confidence that this is going to be over soon. We're going to have a place because we're damn sure not going to have a baby in the car. And you know, that faith allowed me to endure everything that I needed to endure. I kind of told myself that whatever's going to come is going to come and I'm going to be ready for it. It's something that I have to go through. And if you listen to the last episode of Love of Purpose, then you understand what I'm talking about. You know, once I came to terms with that, once I decided to put faith in that process, that allowed me to handle everything with such grace. The minute I, in a way, buckled my seatbelt and said, all right, let's go, that's when things really started to move. And boy, did they move. There was a point where we noticed the car started having troubles and we were going to fix the car. And in that same week, I got a call saying that my son was really sick and we had to drive down to go and see him. And then we did. So we forgot to fix the car. And once we got there, the car broke down and wouldn't work anymore. I remember there were certain times when that happened that there was a second where I kind of thought, yo, like, what the fuck are we going to do? And then there was other times where I had to remind myself, oh, this is part of the journey. This is part of the process. And it's okay. We will be okay. And right when I came to terms with that, that's when we got an offer from my partner's mom. And she was saying, hey, come out here, stay here, have the baby here. And the thing was, here was in Ohio. And I was currently in California, a place I spent my entire life, a place where my oldest son was. And I have never lived in a different state than him. So of course, a part of me was very just against it. I was just like, no, I can't go to Ohio. My son is here. I can't leave him here. And I was aware in that moment when I was just fighting against it, that I knew that was just my pride. That was my fear. I was afraid of living in a different state than my kid. I was afraid of moving across the country to live with people who I've never even met. And they're white. I'm not talking just California white. I'm talking Midwest, straight up in the country white. And as I said, I don't know them. They could be cool like my partner or they could see my beautiful dark brown skin and see that as a threat or try to kill me. As I said, I didn't know them so my fear of this unknown just was driving me crazy and I was just fighting against it so much. But that's when I noticed I was fighting against it. I was fighting the process. I had to really step back and reevaluate what I was doing and what I was thinking and why I was thinking it. I had to remember the goal. I had to remember the process and I had to accept the reality that as much as I didn't like the idea of being in a different state than my son, me sleeping in a car is not going to get him a place. It's not going to get the new baby a place. It's not going to get my partner a place. It's not going to get me a place. 
Once I realized that there was no point of me staying behind, I realized that there was every reason to go. And I had to understand that by me choosing to go, that doesn't mean I wouldn't come back and that doesn't mean that I'm leaving my son behind. I had to come to terms with the fact that I had to go and by me going, that would allow me to have Summer to bring him back too. Don't go anywhere because after a quick break, we'll be back with more fresh brewed coffee. Off the Record is a show about culture, black culture, politics, race, faith, relationships. If it's worth the conversation, we'll bring it to you. The show is hosted by four unique black men, men who have faced different challenges in their journey. Babies born in the 80s, who came of age in the 90s, who became husbands, fathers, and men of the 2000s. There's Mike, who's laid back and easygoing. Quan, who is reserved and passionate about his beliefs. Brandon, who is rational and level-headed. And me, I'm Alex. I'm probably the most opinionated of the bunch. As black people, we share a collective experience. Our individual lives are branches of that collective, but are rooted on our families, culture, and community. I hope you enjoy our laughter and empathize with our pain. Welcome to Off the Record. And now, more fresh brew coffee with Dakota Patterson. Welcome back to the Fresh Brew Coffee Podcast. Um, first of all, I want to say big up to Off The Record Podcast. I love those guys. Super great guys. Super great podcast. I hope you guys do listen to it. Another friendly reminder that once again, this is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. That truly does mean a lot, and it really does help. This is episode six, the real episode six of the Fresh Brew Coffee podcast. I realized that last episode, I kept saying episode six, so I was just kind of ahead of my time there. But this is the real episode six of the Fresh Brew Coffee podcast, putting faith into process. So before we went to break, I was going into how I was getting ready to relocate to Ohio, and I didn't want to, but I understood the importance of doing so. I understood that there wasn't much that I can do for myself or for my family by staying in that car or staying in California. I came to terms with the fact that by me leaving, that gives me a place where I can bring my family and bring my son back to. I was able to have the understanding that just because we're moving to her mom's house, that doesn't mean that that is the end goal. That doesn't change the fact that we are still homeless. Even by us staying there, it's a nice break, but that's all it was. I had to understand that it was just a break. That wasn't the end. That wasn't the end of the goal. That wasn't the end of the process. So my partner and I talked. We agreed to go to Ohio. I had a book signing coming up, so I told her to go ahead and I was just meet her there. And then boom, 
two days before, not two days, one day before my flight, I had a stroke. You guys know the story behind that, so I'm not gonna go all into it. Fast forward a few months, I taught myself how to walk again. We're at her mom's place, and you know, it took a while to readjust to being an actual person, you know, actually showering in a shower and cooking food again and doing all these things that I love doing. It was a process of having to get readjusted to those type of things. And you know, I can say for a while, I actually kind of got lost in that. I got lost in the excitement of being able to actually live again. My son was born, I was working, I was flying to California to see my oldest, I was hanging out, I was making friends. You know, I just felt really good. I felt like, wow, things are better. For a while, I just kind of forgot that this wasn't the end goal. I got so wrapped up in that moment that I forgot that that wasn't the end goal. I forgot that that wasn't our place, that we were still technically homeless. But you know, I was reminded pretty quickly after that. My partner's mom, you know, she, she had money issues. I'm not gonna go all into her business, but she had money issues and that was affecting all of us. It was affecting the way we lived. It was affecting the mood. It's just, I felt more at peace being in the car than I felt being in that house. And that was a reminder that like, hey, this isn't our place. This isn't the end goal. We eventually had to move out and find somewhere else to go. And you know, I was like, wow, well, this isn't anything new. I'm used to not having a place but it was nice having a place to stay for a while. You know, luckily we didn't have to stay in the car again. Um, we got to go to Vegas and stay with people who were close to me and that was great. You know, but still it wasn't our own place. We were still technically homeless. We were just staying with someone. Eventually we had to move from there. Then we went back to California. We stayed with another friend and that was great. But once again, we were just staying. And fun fact, when we moved back to California and started staying with a friend, that is the friend who I was talking about in the preseason. That's the friend that I was staying with, the friend who allowed me to record these episodes in his car. And you know, just like the other places that we stayed, it was a limited time. You know, it was a limited time offer. We knew that we had to be gone eventually. Well, I already, like right off the bat, was thinking of our next move. What are we going to do next? But I knew that what I wanted to do next, I knew that I didn't want it to be any of the things that we already done. I knew I wanted to change how things were going. I felt the process. I felt that things were changing. I remember my partner and I looking at each other and just going, I think we're on our way. I think we're almost there. I think this, this is where it is. I think this is where it happens. We just had that feeling that whatever happened next was that goal, that light at the end of the tunnel. And you know, let me go into seeing the light at the end of the tunnel because seeing the light at the end of the tunnel is not something that's easy to do. I mean, first of all, just like process, just like any other go, you have to identify the light at the end of the tunnel. You have to identify it for yourself. The light at the end of the tunnel will always shine differently for whoever sees it. And by that, I simply mean that everyone has a different goal. Not everybody's end goal is the same. You know, not everybody wants a house. Not everybody wants an apartment. Some people want an RV. Some people want a mansion and some people want a tiny house. 
I mean, obviously I'm talking about housing because that was my situation, but when you think about it, the light at the end of the tunnel is different for everybody. The light at the end of the tunnel could be that job that requires a master's degree. Everyone's journey is different, and the light at the end of the tunnel is different for everyone. So it is very important to identify what it is to you. I truly believe that the way you identify and the way you define what the light in the tunnel means to you that will play an effect on your journey to it and you know that's something i constantly had to remind myself of i constantly had to remind myself of the light of the end of the tunnel because you know days got dark things were dark being homeless that's a very dark thing and you know i had to keep my eyes on that light at the end of the tunnel here I was, 28 now, you know, with two kids and a partner, and I just knew I needed this place. I've been working for this for years now. I believe I was barely 26 when this happened. Yeah, I believe I was 26 when we first became homeless. And here I was, two years later, still homeless, but working constantly towards a place for these past two years. So we're in California, we're at my friend's house and we know that we have to leave soon. I believe at this point it was maybe a month later that we had to leave. So we knew that we had to think of a plan. And I told her, I was like, hey, I don't want any more temporary plans. Like there's this, something's happening, I can feel it and I just need to continue to trust in this. I feel like what happens next that's what needs to happen and we are that much closer to our own place. And you know, I had suggested that we move back to Ohio, which at first sounded crazy because I couldn't stand being in Ohio. But then I realized it's not that I hated Ohio. I just hated living with her family. I told her Ohio has way more affordable rent. We can actually go there, work, get a place and not struggle. You know, so we sat down, we talked about it and then we both decided, yeah, you know what? that's what we're going to do like I had no idea why that's what my spirit was telling me but that's what my spirit was telling me it was telling me go back to Ohio and although I knew Ohio was not really where I wanted to be I knew that like I was a bit nervous about going back to Ohio because of everything that happened here but I kind of told myself I've trusted the process this entire time I have to keep doing that so right when we decided that Ohio is where we're gonna go back to, you know, she had got a call and was reminded that we had applied for assistance, housing assistance, you know, this company that helps you find a place, et cetera. And we had applied for that when we was in Ohio and they put our name on the list. So we were told that we were getting a place, that they was gonna help us get a place. And we just couldn't believe it. No, we knew that we would have to stay with her family again for a month or two until, you know, everything gets figured out. But we was like, yo, we're close there. We're finally there. So that's what we did. We moved back to Ohio, moved in with her family for a little bit. And I was losing my mind every day. I was keeping my cool, but I was losing my mind. I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel welcomed. I didn't feel liked. I didn't feel respected at all. But I just kind of kept telling myself, we both kept telling ourselves, you know, we're almost there. We're almost there. After this, we're there. After this, we're there. And guess what, guys? After three years of being homeless, 
after three years of trusting the process, I can finally say that I am recording this episode from our new home. For three years, I kept my eyes on the light at the end of the tunnel. For three years, after being in a car, to sleeping in corners, on air mattresses, having a baby, three years of just never ending relentless life, just throwing hands. We finally have our own home. No one else, no roommates, no anything, just us. We finally have a home for our family. You know, so I look back on life and I think of all the times I heard the phrase, you know, see the light in the tunnel and the phrase putting trust in the process and trusting the process. I look back on it and my eyes are just filled with tears because I understand what it means. I've always enjoyed that phrase but now I understand what it means to trust the process. I understand that putting faith into something can be scary because a lot of times you'll be disappointed, but I am living proof that sometimes putting faith in something, putting faith into the process of things is worth it. I have finally learned what it means to put faith into something. It's true when they say that you manifest your own reality. And here I am looking around at my reality going, wow, I did it. There were so many tough choices to be made and I made them and I trusted in every choice that I made and it's led me to here. I usually don't have faith in anything, but I learned that it's okay to put your faith into something. Put your faith into yourself, put faith into the world, put faith into the process. And that, Mr. Brill today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really do appreciate it. I'm glad that I'm able to share this journey with you and share this message with you because I feel that it's important. With that being said, guys, I think it's my time to go. Once again, please go ahead and follow the pages on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, make sure you subscribe on any of the streaming platforms, please write a review. It's very much appreciated. Also, I currently do not have any furniture. So please go ahead and buy a shirt, buy a mug, you know, the Fresh Brewed Coffee merch. Um, I have books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Please buy some of that. Or if you don't feel like buying anything, but you feel like helping, you can donate to my Cash App, and that's VX Media. My Cash App is VX Media. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Thank you once again for listening. This is the Fresh Brew Coffee Podcast, where the coffee is always hot.